You listen to Irish Radio Canada's home and abroad, and we're at the Hornets Nest for the Bingham Cup. And uh, second game for the Green team. They had a successful morning. They won their first game against Seattle, and they've just come off the field with a very tough second game with probably what are the uh, potential leaders in the, the competition. They're really the top. And I have Juliet Short with me here. Juliet is the coach for the Emerald Warriors. Juliet, thanks very much for taking time. And an Irish international on top of that. No problem. Thanks very much for wanting to speak to me. Um, been on your own career. How long? How long have you been involved in rugby? Um, since I was a young, a young girl. Yeah. And where, where, like, what introduced you? What, what introduced you to it? Because I was growing up and I went to boarding school in, in County Galway and it was a rugby school. But what got you into rugby? Uh, well, if you look behind me, there, uh, you see my dad and my brother. Yeah. So it was them that got me into. Scruff of the neck. Yes. Yeah. I grew up in a clubhouse. Right. <laughs> and what clubhouse did you grow up in? <laughs> I grew up in Gosseth, a rugby club. Now, when you did get involved then, were there other female teams around or how, where, did you have to go looking? Yeah, we, I had to go looking. Uh, my first club was Tandale Panthers in Corbridge, which is in Northumberland County over in England. Um, started there from the age of 12 till the age of 17 and then I went and played for Darlington Man Park Sharks from 17 till late 20s so and then moved over to New Zealand and Ireland. And what brought you to Ireland? Um, I was in the system with uh, with um, Goose and got injured, had to come out and then I just decided to make it, I've got to go and live in the Emerald City. Right, and um, when was that? That was back in 2016. And who just who were you playing with then? Who did you start I playing? Started with Railway Union. Okay, and yeah. And Leinster, yeah. and uh, then got picked yeah. up by Anthony. Yeah, my Clay. Dublin days, I was oh, I played a bit in Monkstown. Ah, deadly. <laughs> in fact, the flat I was in was across the road from the entrance <laughs> to Railway Union. Ah, you well, you got a good view then. And, well, no, because I used to climb over the wall at the back to go in for training at Munster. There <laughs> <laughs> so you go, the locals. Locals, <laughs> indeed. Um, so then, how, when was your first cap on the Irish team? Twenty seventeen against England. That was, that was so how did it feel to be playing against England? Uh, yeah, I was I was reared for it. I was my blood was uh, green and I was right. ferocious. Yeah. Yeah, right. Must have been uh, like a, a real thrill, particularly when you were relatively new or young to Ireland to be able to represent Ireland so quickly. Yeah, I hear, I hear, yeah. yeah. I was with um, uh, I got introduced in 2012 with Goose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So to progress along, and that's not that long ago. 2017 is not that long ago with COVID and everything in between. Yeah. Here, here you are, you're coaching the Emerald Warriors. Uh, how'd you get into that? So I met Michael Menton and Rich Fagan with Lindsay Pete for just went and watched them for a game and since then we got on really well yeah. and Richie Fagan was like oh, hey um, Jules do you fancy just going on a Zoom call with me you know I just need some inspiration with a few others and I went ah Jesus go on so, <laughs> so from there he was latched on and he was like how about you come um, a director of rugby and you know help us help us get a structure and I was like well listen I'm up for the challenge let's go so right, that's right. how it happens just organic and Nothing pressure. Um, 
and you know rugby and I'm, I'm not being it, like there's this perception out there it's very macho very man very like for these guys to be taking instructions from a woman doesn't cause there's no pride at stake here god no, no not at all they've actually uh, they personally said that they the the connection is is better. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine in ways because sometimes you know there's uh, friends of mine. Doesn't matter whether it's on the side the GA pitch or whatever. Um, the language going from the line to the, the centre field can be quite colourful and um, off-putting. So I wouldn't imagine you wouldn't have any of those words. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so coming over to Canada and uh, for the the Bingham Cup. Um, how are you finding the experience so far? I know, as I said at the beginning, you lost the, the just the game that's just ended. You won the one this morning. Um, how are you feeling? Listen, you just got to be grateful for every day. Um, grateful that we're here. The sun is shining. You've got to take the basics as 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 it is. There's tough competition. There is an exceedingly tough competition. The Sydney Convicts that we just played—they've won it probably about three times in a row yeah. um, so we don't have an easy pool but listen that doesn't mean that we're, we're going to stop no but I guess it means if you get your hard games early on and get those out of the way it might make it a little bit easier as you get on yeah. and you had some victories earlier on in the year I know so. yeah we did for Hadrian's Cup we, came, we won that again so that's the second in a row and we came sixth in our league in Leinster League so we're in a good place it's just injury wise and the, the boys are tired but they're doing well and the heat I tell you for the Irish in the heat of 27 degrees we're not doing well it's, we're hotter, doing well. it's hotter in Ireland haha will you stop humid over here I'll give yeah. that so it's for you here, but it was because I was talking about guys and was, what's temperature and I said they're 32 and we're at 26 so, <laughs> <laughs> so are you you're still playing no that's also another reason why I took the coaching role because um, I've had three, so, just three shoulder surgeries on the shoulder so like no what position did you play I was flanked yeah okay okay mm. so yeah you're in the thick of it I stayed out the backs where I, I avoided it ah you're looking great you're then looking great are you <laughs> <laughs> I managed to get away without a limp <laughs> Which, where did you play? Say again? Where, where did you play? I started at the winger and as I got as I got <laughs> older and slower <laughs> I made it into You went the further down the line I made it into where I could get rid of it, it wasn't, I wasn't expected to run anymore <laughs> or as much but, uh, So Jerry, the, the competition ahead I know it's a uh, lead now um, are you hoping you'll make it to the quarters in there? I've got every every hope and every belief that we're going to make it to the final. Um, we have now probably Sydney Convicts beat San Francisco Fog by 26 now. Um, we think that our score was 26-3, so we've got three points on San Francisco Fog, which we play tomorrow at half nine. Right. So listen, if we just keep to our game, keep to our structure, and just keep the heads calm, but the hearts on fire, then we'll have no problem. And you have two teams, so do you coach both teams? Like, do you are you the club uh, or are you responsible just for the no I'm uh, yes yeah, so I'll oversee both but both. I have I have coaches yeah. yeah fantastic it's been real pleasure chatting getting absolutely <laughs> and I hope as the week goes on because I'll be having around that uh, everyone works out you guys go home with some trophies yeah and uh, that you go back with real nice memories of Ottawa absolutely Thanks enough. You're listening to Irish Radio Candles Home and Abroad and we're still at the Bingham Cup down at the Hornet's Nest between pitch three and four and the uh, green team came off victorious and at the end of the game Shandon was in the midst of the team. Um, let's say doing their performance review. 
and uh, I got the sense that he was telling them that there was room for improvement. Shane, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, as they say, only Allah is perfect, and on that basis, we've got plenty of room to improve. Uh, I'm the coach of the Emerald Warriors Green Team, which is our first team. So we're in the Bingham Cup, which is the highest tier. Uh, we're competing probably against the best of the LGBTQ clubs around the world. Uh, that was an excellent game for us, a great blowout, a uh, great start against the Seattle. Very, very strong guys, very big guys. Probably what we were expecting, a lot of ex-American footballers. Right. Very, very big units. So we've been working very hard and practicing on our tackling to get it as low as possible. Um, we've got doctors on the pitches, which helps. They gave us a little bit of signs, which is that everybody's human skeleton ankle is the same size. So we reckon, doesn't matter how big they are above ground, if we get them on the ground, they're going to fall. And the human sciences, the taller they are, the harder the top hits. Absolutely. So we, um, we also knew that if we could speed it up, so we were trying to play at a very high tempo, very, very high pace. The weather is kind to us. A lot of humidity at the moment. And it's and early. As you would say, it's close. Yeah, <laughs> soft day. Um, <laughs> what I will say is we struggled and we were concerned about the temperature. Uh, being Irish, you know, most humans start with a white skin, we start with blue skin. Right. And then we actually, after two weeks, progress to a white skin. <laughs> so we were concerned about the heat and the humidity and certainly about how we were going to retain, um, avoid dehydration. So we had plenty of water breaks that we had planned for and we had anticipated. However, if we recap, it's the first game, we've won it, yes. we're exactly where we wanted to be, yeah. hugely positive, the biggest and most favourite team in the entire competition we're facing next in the Sydney Convicts, they're sensational, they really are, credit where credit is due, they're a hugely quality team, but hey, everybody has their day, and, and our day could be it. And, and if you don't push against them, you can't, you can't knock them down. That's very, very true. So. Our intention is to play a very high-paced game, very high-tempo game, move it away from the breakdown and from the contact, uh, which we're really looking forward to. But been really good so far, really enjoyed it. Shane, how long have you been involved with the Warriors? So it's a very, uh, very long story actually. I we was have, asked my. We have an hour. <laughs> well, I can fill it. I can fill it. <laughs> I was on my sideline uh, at my home pitch, and we were playing the Emerald Warriors B team, the Navy, and my club absolutely hammered them. I'm Who talking about from Dawkins. Okay. And we put a significant score on them. So I said, "Listen, guys, who's your coach?" Yeah. And I got introduced to the coach. I said, "Listen, you know, how are you doing? You don't look to be doing too good." And he said, "It's a challenge." You're a fair talker, aren't you? I am. And he says, uh, I says, how many players are you coaching? He's 70 players. I said, 70, 7-0 on your own. That's impossible. No wonder you're struggling. So do you want a hand? So I came on board in 2019. Right. Got slightly interrupted with a little bit of a, a global pandemic, which yeah. causes all a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, but we've got back at it. But we've been very, very focused on this tournament. Our warm-up was a thing called the Union Cup, which is a British Isles competition for the LGBT teams in Newcastle, which we won. Um, but that was like a stepping stone to get to Bingham. We put a lot of finances, a lot of resources, a lot of planning, a lot of effort into getting here and doing well. First game proves that there's a bit of return on it. You mentioned something there, and I actually hadn't thought about it, but for close on 60 guys or 60 people to come out, right? it's about 59, 60, it's in around there. It's not a cheap 
If not, we have to be hugely thankful to our sponsors, Bank of Ireland, uh, Board Forge Ireland, uh, Mars Pharmacy. So there's a number of sponsors that go in behind what we do. Right. Um, certainly on, on Tuesday night, we got the opportunity to repay some of that. We were entertained by the Irish ambassador in his embassy home. Um, typically Irish, you know, once we arrived, we had to get out. So yeah. it was nearly the doorman was throwing us out at the end of the night. Yeah. The ambassador's wife was so hospitable, so friendly to us, so welcoming. Um, we were honoured by having two legends give us a Q&A in Al Sharon, who's a four-time Canadian captain, World Cup captain, uh, and he's inducted into the Rugby World Cup Hall of Fame. And Gabriel Fulcher, uh, 20 caps for Ireland, went to one World Cup, and uh, living here in Ottawa. Yeah. So we were honoured to be uh, in their company. We had an excellent evening. It was really good for the guys to give them a little bit of culture. Um, and it was great to see a little bit of class. We thought we brought the low class, whereas uh, the embassy staff brought the high class. Right. And of course, one of the things we're very conscious of on this side is that we are low profile, perspective wise, in Ireland. People think of the US, but they don't necessarily think of Canada. And it's a big country up here. And, and there's an awful lot of Irish, and there's a lot of, as you say, there's a lot of culture up here. I'm surprised at that, and I tell you why. Certainly, when you're talking to the younger guys, I'm of an age now where I went to school in the last century, never mind the last decade, and the younger guys now are talking about going to, and they name three countries, and it's always the same three countries New Zealand, Australia, and Canada. Right. None of them mention the US. Right. For whatever's happened, it's changed. It's not the popular destination it used to be. Canada certainly is of what it can offer. And um, we always say Canada's a bit like America, except they got a sense of humour and they got less killings. Uh, a few more differences. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, it's been a beautiful country. Um, the weather, as I said, has been slightly against us. We're, we're struggling with the heat. Yeah. The friendliness of the Canadians has been extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We like as ours to pride ourselves on being welcoming. These guys know how to do it. And I know you got a tour of Parliament Hill and I know you've got had a chance to see a little bit of downtown. Filled with Irish history. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, certainly as a as a city it, it's quite good looking, it's quite a beautiful city. Um, and of course we're reminding ourselves that the age of the city is from an Irish person's point of view, it's a new city. It is. We've got pubs back in Dublin older than your city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think on some building sites I've seen sandwiches older than this city. However, uh, it's still a beautiful city. Um, and it's got a vibe about it, a vibrant vibe, which is really, really nice. Yeah. We're very, very comfortable here and very, very happy. Most of us have been here since around about Saturday because we wanted to acclimatize to get here and get to see some of the, the, the town. We Let's say we partied on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and that was the last night that the lads were allowed to party. And some of them, uh, some of them took that to the max. So they had until today to fully recover. Well, I worked on the principle that uh, I actually didn't care what you do this Saturday, Sunday, but on Monday, you're with mine. Okay. So your next game uh, is when? Tomorrow? Our next game is not today. It's half twelve. Okay, so we need to get back down. Uh, so the guys have been pushed into the dome to yeah. cool because it's air conditioned. Yes. To get off their feet to refuel. Um, so from about a quarter past eleven onwards, we start focusing on the next game. Okay. Uh, we start doing personal stretching and then we go through team stretching. It's against the Sydney Convicts, as I said. They are the favourites for the entire tournament. Right. Uh, they're an extraordinarily talented team, extraordinarily talented squad. But hey, for the Irish, we'll fight on. So then, from a tournament for, uh, operational, you guys have two games today. How does it filter down 
Excellent question. Um, I think we both want a degree in maths to understand this, but let me explain it as best I can. There's three pool games, so we've got two pool games today, okay. and a third pool game tomorrow, Friday morning. Okay. That will dictate the standings as to where everybody is. On a league-type basis. And then it changes to almost to a, a, knockout. a knockout situation. So on Friday afternoon, on the Friday afternoon, it then changes to a knockout game. Yeah. If you win it, you progress in yes. that competition. However, if you lose, you then get filtered down to a lower competition and you play again on Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. So we're guaranteed six games. Okay. Two on Friday, two, uh, two on Thursday, two on Friday. One or two on Saturday because we win our morning game on Saturday, we're in the finals on Sunday. If we right. lose, we play then Saturday afternoon. So we're playing six games. Every team is playing six games, which is brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, then the final Sunday? The finals of the big competitions are on Sunday. And are they here? Or they're here. No, okay. no they're going to be just, here. Just I want to make sure that I get the word out on my social media as well. That, and I'll check the schedule that I put it out to the community, what time stuff is on here and try and rally a bit more support. Get a bit of support. Um, you'll hear us Irish, as you know, we're very soft-spoken and we're, we're okay. very quiet. Uh, unless we're on the sideline and then you can certainly hear me roar. Uh, if you do, anybody, pop up, say hello. Yeah. We'd love to see a bit of local support. We really would. Shane, it's been a real pleasure to chat with you. Thanks a million for taking the time. Awesome. Pleasure's been mine. Thank you. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's on abroad and we are on the Hornets Nest here in Ottawa at the Bingham Cup where there are two teams over from Dublin, the Emerald Warriors and Philip Purston is here with me. He was the Vice President. Philip, welcome to Ottawa first of all. Thank you very much. Delighted you're, to be here. You've just come off the field. I have indeed, yeah. You're ahead at the moment. We are. We're, uh, it's the 12, 15, uh, 15 nil at the moment, so 15-0 uh, to us playing against the Seattle Quakes. So yeah, great, great start today. So this is your first trip to Canada? It is. First time being in Canada. First time being in Canada as a team. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, exciting. And uh, Emerald Warriors Vice President, how long have you been playing rugby? I'm playing rugby just over 20 years. I um, started playing when I was 6 years old, so I'm playing 21 years now. Where were you? Where was that? I came from Cork originally. Okay. Um, old Chris, started off on Sunday as well right. in the yeah. city, and then moved up to Old Christians in Glamour. Right. Um, and then uh, found the Emerald Warriors when I made the move to Dublin, so right. here I am. Right. So, um, the, is this your first at uh, Bingham Cup, or were you, have you previously... I've been at many tournaments at the club, but I haven't been to a Bingham Cup before, so it's my okay. first time attending a Bingham Cup, so uh, very excited to be here. Right, and to put it in context, we are on Thursday morning, so you guys kind of had training earlier in the week, and then the official opening last night, so you got to see a little bit of Ottawa, you got to do, I know you were at a reception on Tuesday night, how are you finding Ottawa? Great, we, uh, we're here since Saturday, um, so we've been exploring this city, beautiful city, um, it's a very clean city, it's like a movie set actually, <laughs> it's, uh, very unlike some other cities that we've been in uh, we're thoroughly enjoying it down at the National Art Gallery last night for the opening ceremony yeah. a couple of training sessions um, and game days today still uh, through Sunday so here's hoping we take home some silverware so you have 59 of a squad here as I understand it or thereabouts yes two full teams a number of supporters with us um, so yeah we have a, a large large uh, holding in Ottawa this week now I noticed and I'm not being derogatory in this but I noticed that the age span from some of the players is there's a stand there yeah I think which our, is great our, our youngest teammate at the moment is 21 and I think the eldest on the team is 48 right, so right. We, uh, 
We've all shapes and sizes in the team. It's that part of the team, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're here, and we're standing between pitch three and four in the Hornets' Nest, and the greens are on the three, and the blue are over on the, the team on the other side. So yeah. we have two Dublin teams, one each side of us. Playing side by side, and you know what? It's a great hearing each other roar um, from each pitch because it keeps us motivated, and I think right. uh, it definitely helps when I, when I heard the scores, uh, the scoreline earlier on. So. So, from an experience as well, coming to a tournament like this and being able to play in it, we have as many teams from as many countries in. Uh, phenomenal experience. Yes, it's great. Um, there's people I've met here that I've met in the UK tournament. I met in Dublin when we hosted Union Cup. And the friendships that you make at tournaments like this with the other teams, um, it's great to from all different parts of the world. It's, it's great to see us, uh, see everyone uh, at the same tournament again. So, yeah. And, and you got to meet um, Gabriel Fulcher and Alistair on Tuesday night? We did. The, the, the residents of the Ambassador had us over for an event, which was uh, which was a privilege, to be honest. And we had uh, uh, two of those guys there. And a Q&A session and you know what it felt so Irish it, it, was, it was almost like we were at home the, it was, the, the crack was mighty and the, it was great to have the, the Irish accents just flowing <laughs> you know there's plenty of that around there is plenty of that around so as you say you're hopeful you'll be bringing hope to bring away some uh, trophies with you uh, in previous years has the club have you been able to achieve success yes um, so the UK tournament that we attended in uh, the Dustin March the Hadrian Cup hosted by the Newcastle Ravens we won uh, the, the Hadrian Cup itself uh, we won the place um, so we brought two trophies home um, so yeah we're, 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 we're confident enough that we'll uh, play well enough to hopefully bring home some silverware how would you be ranked because I presume there's ranking as well how would you guys be ranked in terms in of, terms the of uh, inclusive rugby in, or in, in general in terms of, in terms of the world and, and uh, yeah so I suppose when you look at it, where we play at home we play in the Leinster Metro League yeah. division 7 and 11 so we have two teams there um, which we, we, we moved up the last three years we've moved up two leagues um, so we're constantly improving in terms of the inclusive teams um, we, we would be quite sure of ourselves oh, that we're one of the better teams globally on, on, yeah yeah yeah. because again no, what there's 20, what 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 no no <laughs> but because again uh, well certainly on this side of the Atlantic everyone is always like ratings and everything there's something about it the way we train the way we operate back home um, we just we're just well drilled we're just well managed we yeah. take it like the, like the southern hemisphere guys yeah just, it's part of our blood right well it is and I guess the other thing is the weather is adequately clement yeah. I, I remember um, it was only one occasion I remember playing in uh, Turnure Mary or something and being tackled in February into a bundle of ice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we came out onto the pitch today and we, we just looked down and we said oh my god yes it's wet <laughs> and it's green we, were, we trained the other day at midday and I think it was 27 or 28 degrees and oh my god it was hot we're happy to see the clouds out today and a bit of wet on the pitch <laughs> so you're here until what Sunday or Monday we're here until uh, Monday and then we all fly out on uh, Tuesday back right. to, to Dublin right. Right. a couple of the guys stay on moving to Toronto or Vancouver but the majority right. will head home to Dublin yeah because it's, you know, it's a great opportunity if you haven't been to Canada to be able to see, see mm-hmm. more of the, of the, of the world uh, yeah. like that and many of us have never been in Canada before so we might have said we'd make the most of us yeah yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Well, it's been great having a chat and hopefully we're coming up close to uh, the final whistle here yeah. on yeah, the greens and, and I don't think I don't think they're 
uh, they're going to be beaten by any chance at this stage. No, um, I'm not too sure if the other side are doing as well. I think they may be. I think um, there's one try in left. Um, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. I think they might be. They might pull it out of the bag. Yeah, <coughs> they need to pull it out of the bag. Thanks for taking the time. No problem at all. Thank you for success. Thanks. JP, uh, my name is João Paulo, but you can call me JP. Grandfather, JP. Um, uh, first of all, welcome to Canada. Thank you. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home Abroad, and we are at the Hornet's Nest for the um, Bingham Cup. And uh, JP is here with me, and JP has just come off the field. I asked, who should I talk to? And someone said, talk to JP. Um, you're, 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 uh, we're not born in Ireland. No, I'm from Brazil. <laughs> so here you are representing uh, the Warriors, an Irish team here in Dublin, in Canada. When did you come from? When did you come from Brazil? I uh, moved in, uh, to Ireland in 2019, right. around May. And had you, you played rugby while you were in Brazil? Yes, I used to play with Cougars in the city I used to live in Edo. Okay, okay. And what brought you to Ireland? Uh, I wanted uh, to live abroad and study, improve my English, and try and find a job and travel a bit around the world, like looking for new opportunities. Okay. And I guess are you, do you feel settled in? Ireland at this stage? Yes, just finished my college and like ready for the next phase. Right, so could you see yourself staying? Yes, hopefully yes. Good, good. What are you studying? Uh, I'm studying computer science. Oh good, yeah, you're in the right spot of course with <laughs> yeah. the big ones there. So tell me a bit about your rugby. When you, what, you, what age did you start playing rugby? I started playing rugby when I was about 25 and was on and off. And then when I was about um, 28, I said, I know Noah, I'm going to go like really want to go there, I want to play, want to wanna make count. Yeah. And given that it's a very physical, it's a tough game, it's not something that someone kind of falls into quite easily and, and you know, there's, you, how did you take to it when you, you started playing? Uh, I was a bit afraid like uh, to take into contact and learn how to tackle and how to fall. Yeah. Uh, but that's actually the best part that I like. When you see someone and you tackle them down and say, they're not going to pass for me, or when they take you down like very well, say, you need to be strong and you can like shake hands off, off the pitch. There's a lot of respect. What position do you play? Uh, I, use, uh, I use play for up uh, and flanker and hooker. So you're right in the thick of it all the time? Yes, in the best spot. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I must say, my days, I was out in the wing and as I got slower, I gradually came in. <laughs> I was, I was, never went into the ropes. So uh, how are you finding Ottawa and, the, and this tournament? Very good. The weather is like very warm, but it is like... You should be used yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh, it's, a, it's a bit different than have been living in Ireland for a while. I was yeah. like, just kind of missing how it feels and sweating all the time here. Yeah. Well, Otto is really good. People are amazing. And Very friendly. And you've, I know you've had a lot of activities. You were at, you met Gabriel Fulcher and Alshara. Yes. It was the nice. They were, they were really nice. Uh, asked them a, a, a few bits of advice yes. and love hearing their stories. Like, they're two living legends. Yes. So tell me, what? Nuggets would you say you got from? Well, I aspired to be captain one day. Okay. And like was asking, what are the features? What are the qualities that a uh, captain might have? And how work that gradually and maybe one day be captain on the team. That's fantastic. So um, how long are you heading back on Monday or Tuesday with the rest of the guys? You're not yeah. on for a while. Yeah, on Tuesday and had like handing my CVs in and back to work and trying to get a job in computer science. And then fantastic. JP, it's a real pleasure meeting you and thanks for. Thank 
pleasure yeah. on my and a fantastic victory out there you did well, really well hopefully as the week goes on yes uh, I was talking to some of the others that you bring the trophy back home oh we hope so we hope so you're listening to Irish Radio Candles Home and Abroad and we're at the Hornets Nest at the Bingham Cup and um one of the things I've learned here is that the structure of rugby has changed greatly since I emigrated back in 1988 because I used to play rugby in, in Monkstown. I was on the, luckily, lucky to be on the thirds and I made down to Tullamore and I was lucky to be on the thirds and occasionally on the seconds. But that meant we always went to another club on a Sunday and we played the equivalent team. So when we would go from uh, Monkstown, we'd go over to Turnure or wherever and we'd play the thirds or the fourths or whatever. And I understand that the whole structure has changed now and that uh, I guess probably since um, professionalism came in I don't know when but as a result of the structure and Shane Rafferty is here with me Shane is going to tell me a little bit to help me understand how the, the club structure or the provincial structure now works OK, so basically it works in divisions. So divisions 1 and 2 would be the top, and they would be called the AIL leagues, and they would generally be Sunday matches with the top clubs from around the country. And then working down into the different provincial leagues then, working from, from 3, 4, 5, 6, depending on how good you are. So, uh, so back up there. Because, like, I remember Wanderers and Marys in turn, were, like, their first were always... Yeah, they would be AIL 1 and 2. Okay, but like Monkstown first, which would have played against them, even though they might never have been in the same class, or Railway Union, Mm. now you'd have to get up into that level in order to be in that group of playing. Yes, but these clubs will be there for generations, so they have such, uh, um, kind of like from the ground up with, with, with kids. Yeah. So they all, so they always have them there, so very rarely will they drop down a league. Okay. It can happen. Yeah. But generally it's not the case, they're always up there. And if you think of like the Chinese or our River Union, they probably would have four or five teams in, yeah. all, in the divisions, including the top, they might have a team in the top, but they would also have maybe a, a, a division five, division six, or they could have a base, basically a kind of a younger beginners, eight or nine, ten, whatever it is. Sorry. Now I'm going to ask a dirty question. Has money made a difference then to this? In other words, if you were belong to um, Newbridge or uh, somewhere out in the Clondalkin, as against uh, Turnure or Mary's. Not necessarily. Rugby has changed since your time when you were there. You know, rugby used to be kind of, an, I won't say elite, but it was to start in areas, you know, as in, as in Dublin and, and parts of Munster and all that. But now, if you look at, um, as a growing man, college rugby has come on so much. So kids now grow up uh, with, with rugby in, in their schools and secondary schools and all that. Back in the day, that wasn't the case. So there's a lot, lot more rugby clubs, and you know what I mean? Everybody understands rugby, and when you understand Ireland now, number one in the world, uh, where that's come from. So it's no longer, yes, sponsorship just had but certain clubs, right. in certain locations, if you talk about the Dublin region, yes, yeah. of course, you would, you would have that there, and they would have allegiance with, with different sponsors and different name brands and all that. But yeah, and they, that does help. So then if you get to the likes of Bandlestraw, yeah, or you get to where when I started going out with my good lady wife, I used to go down to Dunmanway, mm. and they were just starting out and they played an occasional game, and they'd be lucky kind of. They, I, I don't know who they would have played against normally, but those kind of clubs, what would have been country clubs, who are they or where are they? And that's kind they, of they would have only gone from strength to strength because of rugby coming on looking compare now I mean I grew up in Galway in a GAA world never got an opportunity to play rugby until I came to Dublin work in Dublin 
and one of the founding members of them are warriors. So, whereas now, as I said, rugby, is, I won't say it's nearly in every parish, but it's definitely grown hugely. So, people understand and people know the rules. You know, if you go to um, um, Galway to, to see, to, to see uh, Connacht playing, you know what I mean, on a Friday night, the crowds and the atmosphere and all that, ten years ago, it was a different scenario. So, everybody understands it. We have great coverage on television. Yeah. Um, if you're involved in the Leinster League, you know, you've got your Friday matches, you go to whatever it is. So, it's a lot more than that. You engage, okay. you, you see a lot more of it. So, now when yeah. we come down to club level, yeah. and you get the Warriors, and I was asking yeah. if what league level might be, and I gather it might have been what I would have thought to as I'm here, with maybe the thirds or the fourths. Yeah, our, our probably our, our first would probably be playing in, in, in maybe five, see those, there's, uh, there's, there's 12 divisions in, in Leinster. Okay. So we have our, our seconds would probably be playing division 10 and our first would probably be playing, I think it's playing 6 or 7. Okay, so, so, but, so but, but there's still, you know. But you there could, up, be, there could be a down, gap, uh, but there could be a down. gap. So in other words, you're saying the first can be up there, but the seconds could be oh, yeah, three, three. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. So yeah, it yeah. allows for a difference yeah, in talent yeah, in the yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. And when you said there's more and more being played, I know that the GA are struggling with immigration. And um, a lot of GA clubs have had to amalgamate. But yet you're saying rugby has thrived? Absolutely, yeah. It has grown, grown. Um, yeah, you know, certain parts of, of rural Ireland, west, west of Ireland, and Donegal and all that, yes, has happened. But, you know, uh, that's part of life. But the GA is aware of that. But then yes. in other areas, it's grown from strength to strength. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and then from when you would have grown up in Galway, you had kind of, you would have had Galwegians and Corinthians at that stage. And one of they. I don't remember what you want to They would always have, have a club, and again, you know, they've grown. Right. Um, but, you know, so basically, from Mullen Bay, you'd have, they'd pull from Atham Rye, even maybe Owen Moore, Crockwell, or whatever, yeah. right around. You know, so it's just not just Mullen Bay, it's the hinterland of 20 mile radius that could people keep it, people would go, right. because that was the only club. To get a rugby club up, it's tough, but some of them have done it and achieved it. Um, the Gork, Port they all had their things. Yeah, so they didn't have it when I was yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like there was Athlone, there was Van der Slough, yeah. and then yeah. there would have been Galway. I don't think yeah. there would have been nothing yeah. in between. I have three or four teams, oh. Port, and all that. Yeah, no, yeah. So, so it has grown, definitely. Right. And um, th- that was one of the things I missed when I came here because if I was to continue playing rugby when I came here, it would have meant I would have had to go to New York or Toronto or Montreal at the weekend. But again, we see rugby so much on television. Yeah. It's it's just it's over the, there. Yeah. Not over there. Well, okay. In Ireland we do. You know, yeah, it's like which is the Irish television. And but you know. see here you can't because they have to have the commercial breaks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Keep fighting, keep fighting. There's lots of plugins that you can put into your thing and get it that way. No, but the game has to stop. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The game has to stop for the commercial breaks in American football. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't, we haven't got, yes, commercialism is very much involved in the, in the, in the, in the, in the AI and all that. And you have your lunches beforehand yeah. and your blazers and all that. Yeah. You know, that low speed there, that's just, yeah. you might find that. Yeah. yeah, good. Uh, try prevented there. Yeah. Shane, I'll let you get back to the game. Thanks a million for explaining that or trying to. And I do have a little better understanding as a result. You're welcome. Cheers. You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and we're at the Bingham Cup at the Hornets Nest. And I have Jamal Herrera O'Malley here with me. And Jamal is uh, normally plays on the green team. 
Uh, but because of an Achilles tendon is on the sideline at the moment. Jamal, first of all, thanks a million for coming to have a chat. Um, your experience of, first of all, how, when did you start playing rugby? In 2012. I'm going to hit uh, <laughs> no, um, I was 30. Okay, no, because I know there's a lot of guys that are playing here came to rugby late. Yeah. And uh, what introduced you to it? Um, I wanted to get active. I wanted to be part of the community and meet new people because I just moved. It was before I moved to Ireland. Um, I was in Atlanta and okay. I started there. And I just wanted to meet a great group of guys in a new city, and I got hooked ever since. So it was uh, Ireland introduced to rugby. You weren't playing in Atlanta. You didn't get to play in Atlanta. No, I played in Atlanta. All right, okay. And uh, um, I, I started playing with Ireland after we all played in Sydney, Australia. Okay. So, so, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Unfortunately, as another yeah. guy. Um, but um, so um, when you found yourself in Dublin and started playing rugby with the Warriors, did you find that the level of rugby or the quality of rugby was any different? Oh no, it was higher. It was like a whole new level. That's what I love about it. When you play European teams, it's, it's a different expectation. It's a different level of game. Yes. And uh, much harder. What brought you to Ireland? Work. Okay. Uh, work for Apple. Okay. Okay. And did you find that much of a transition? I know a little I've, bit. I've been in Atlanta. I know. <laughs> a little bit. It was a little bit of a transition, but um, I left right before COVID started. Okay. Because um, when that started happening, I was like, oh, I need to get home. <laughs> but um, no, it was, I, I love Ireland. Um, I love Dublin. Right. Um, beautiful city and beautiful country. So I will one day go back. I live in San Francisco now. Okay. Okay. So what brought you to Ottawa this time then if you live in San Francisco? So I'm always supported. Okay. I will not, never stop supporting the Warriors. Fantastic. Fantastic. Is this your first trip to Ottawa? Yes. Yeah. Um, first trip to Canada, period. Okay. And how are you finding it? The word that comes to mind more than well, two words clean, extremely clean, and people are so friendly. Right. Like, I like San Francisco. Uh, down on the wharf there and there's a nice fish restaurant down there I remember actually um, I go there quite often <laughs> for, for the seafood restaurant that yeah. they have there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Pier 47 isn't it yes no, 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 um, no. Pier 39 39 okay but it's been a while it's been a while uh, yeah so um, how long are you going to spend up here now in, in this trip um, until Monday okay so you get to see a bit of the city yeah, yeah and I flew to um, Vancouver first right and spent the weekend there and then came here right so do you miss Ireland yeah well I was in Ireland a couple of weeks ago handful so I had to duck we nearly got shot there because yeah. the ball just came our direction. Yeah. I'll put you in pause. I my hands. As you might hear, we are right in the thick of it where there's a ball, a train going in at the moment, and uh, we're right on the sideline. So lots of noise, lots of activity, and lots yes, of. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. We gained possession. Yeah. But you're saying you missed Ireland? Yes. Um, I was there a couple of weeks ago. Went, um, stayed in Dublin a little bit. Went to Galway. Visit some um, friends and family in Wicklow. 
and then with uh, West Meath and uh, Wexford. Okay. So the O'Malley side, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely the O'Malley side. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't think it was the Herreras. No, no. <laughs> Indeed. Well, Jamal, it's been a great pleasure meeting with you and chatting with you. And uh, again, welcome to Ottawa, and I hope you have a fantastic experience here and that you do come back. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now that I have experienced what Canada's like, definitely going to make another trip. You're listening to our show to Canada at Home and Abroad, and I have Cesar Tujen with me here, and uh, he is with the Emerald Warrior somewhere at the Hornet's Nest for the Bingham Cup. And uh, Cesar is sitting here with a beautiful boot on one foot and, <laughs> and a runner on the, on the other foot. Welcome, first of all, and thanks for agreeing to come along for a chat. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us a bit about your injury before we hear, hear a little bit more about uh, your rugby? Yeah, sure. So my injury happened yesterday yesterday during the second game that we played against the first team of the Sydney Convict um, it's my fibula bone that is broken I, I, I went for a tackle I tackled the guy and the number 9 for the Sydney Convict came behind I don't know what he did but <laughs> my leg is broken so he did something that the referee didn't see so um, you were brought fairly quickly to one of the hospitals and looked after yeah like I was a bit delusional as I'm always with injuries I was I, I thought that with just a little bit of rest, ice and painkillers, I would be able to play today, but the, phys- <laughs> the physio told me to go to the hospital to get the x-ray done, so I just went to confirm that I could play today, and uh, it's actually broken. Okay, okay. A um, bit about yourself and uh, your rugby. So you get, uh, you get your leg broken here. Uh, how long have you been playing rugby? Okay, so I, I actually started playing rugby in Dublin, where I live. I'm French, but I live in Dublin. I live and work there and I joined the Emerald Warriors about six or seven years ago right. yes yeah, six or seven years ago and I never played rugby before I just wanted to join a club to meet local people because all of my friends were international people working in tech in Dublin I felt like I was a bit out of touch with what was actually going on in Dublin and I had to find like, local friends yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and what brought you to Dublin? Um, I, I, I studied in Cork so like in the south of Ireland. In New it City. doesn't sound like you did. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I do have a French accent. And uh, a lot of people are telling me that I should get rid of it at some point, but it no, is no, part of my brand, so I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, so how long did you spend in Cork? Just about a year. Right. Uh, it was just for my master's degree. Yeah. In UCC. Did you, uh, and did you find much difference between Dublin and Cork? When I first moved to Dublin, I used to prefer Cork. The atmosphere is quite different. Dublin is an international city. It's yeah. a capital city. Cork is more like a big Irish city. Yeah. Um, but now, especially as a single gay man, I prefer to live in Dublin. Okay. There's much more things to do. Even though I still go to Cork once in a while, I enjoy it, but like it's for a weekend, that's it. <laughs> so um, Dublin then, uh, very much home. Do you miss France? I do miss France, and I do go back to France several times a year. My siblings are still there. Yeah. So like I, I actually spent a week with them in the south of France in July. I love going back there, but after like a 
week, a couple of weeks, I feel like I need to go back home, which is Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then when, when you took to rugby, um, I know there's a great tradition of rugby in France, great tradition of rugby in Ireland. Mm. Um, were you in any way apprehensive getting out in the field if you hadn't played growing up? Was this this, were you anywhere apprehensive going out on the field considering uh, you Oh no, 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 not at all. The reason why I joined rugby was because I was looking for contact sports. Okay. <laughs> and I tried taekwondo, but like the one taekwondo club that I, I went to, uh, like I, I went to a few trainings in Dublin and it was nice, but like I was missing this kind of sense of community. community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, okay, maybe I should go for like a team kind of sport, a team sport. But at the same time, I wanted something with contact, so then you don't have a lot of choices and I know you have hurling but yeah. I didn't feel like discovering a whole sport from scratch I knew rugby already I was watching rugby so I decided to try rugby so and you don't want a weapon in your hand <laughs> also and I don't want to have some, like a kind of cage protecting my face like oh, yeah. it is a bit much yeah. so the break you have in the leg is that your first major injury in sport uh, I'd say it would be the biggest because I, I'm wearing yeah I'm wearing a boot I never wore a boot before right. but I have a couple of ribs um, broken. I have muscles. My left pectoral muscle tore a couple of times as well. And then like a lot of a lot of muscles injury, but like uh, bone wise, it's the second time that I injured this one. But like the first time it was fractured, and this time it's broken. And what position do you play? Okay, so when I joined, I was slimmer than I was right now. So I was a back. Okay. And I started as uh, a wing. I played um, 12, 13, so like uh, outside center. And then one day we had a new coach, and the coach looked at me. Was like, says you have big thighs, big legs, <laughs> you're forwards. So I played every single position except for scrum half. Front row. Yeah, no, I play every, every position except for uh, scrum half and front row. But at the moment, I'm playing flanker, like seven, six or seven, doesn't matter. Yeah. Or eight sometimes. And what would be your preferred position? Flanker. Flanker, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I can play eight, that's no issue, but I prefer playing flanker. But right. uh, like you, you, you get to be vicious <laughs> and you get to be fast, and I, I like it. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, is this your? Uh, had you been to North America or Canada before? I've been to Canada a while ago, actually. In I was staying with a host family in Vancouver. Well, not in Vancouver, outside of Vancouver, in Mission. Yeah. It's a, it's a small town. But yeah, I, I, it was six, seven years ago. So yeah. it's the first time that I come as an adult in right, Canada. Let's right. put it this way. And uh, have you had an opportunity to get to see a little bit of Ottawa despite having to go to? You know, I'm glad that the first day I actually went in the for a walk and I had to think that I was in a European city instead of like a North American city yeah. because of all like the actual historical buildings that you guys have I spent the last couple of weeks in New York and they're like oh my god this is so historical look at this building but like everything is like 50 years old yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't want to be shady or anything but it is not historical yeah. uh, but Ottawa the, the city center is really 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 nice and I love the fact that this is a modern city it's very green you have historical buildings and you have modern buildings like I, it feels like home for me and it's bilingual. Hmm? It's bilingual. As well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is actually really nice. It yeah, is nice yeah. to be able to no, switch off my I English brain sometimes and yeah. be able to speak English. Uh, French, sorry. I think we should wrap up. I think we're getting there. And uh, Cesar, it's been fantastic chatting with you. Hopefully that doesn't stay, that boot doesn't stay on too long and you heal quickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been nice chatting with you. Thank you. It was very nice. Thank you very much. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and we are at the Bingham Cup at the Hornet's Nest with the uh, Emerald Warriors. 
and Adrian Beale is here with me. He plays with them, and as I would have already given away with his name, he is not native Irish. Uh, he is a good Frenchman, now currently living in Ireland and playing with the Warriors. Welcome, and uh, uh, great to have you here. Um, first of all, how long have you been in Ireland? For uh, 10 months, actually. Okay. Since uh, October 2021. And how are you finding it? I love Ireland. I love Irish people. Right. They are very welcoming. welcoming. I feel good. And um, what brought you? Why did you come to Ireland? Uh, basically, to basically to learn English. Okay. I plan to six, to stay six months. Okay. But I feel very good, so for for the moment I stay. So you're doing good on the English, obviously, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so did you play rugby in France before you came here? No, I began rugby in January 2022. Okay. Yes, with Warriors. To at the beginning just to socialize and have fun. Right. And uh, for the moment I love it, so I stay. And why rugby? Uh, I had the choice between uh, soccer, yeah. running, and rugby. Yeah. And I I talked rugby is uh, the most fun, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's tremendous rugby history in France and in Ireland. Uh, yeah. Did you follow rugby before you uh, you came over to Ireland? Were you a big Never, never, no. never so see much, no. nothing. <laughs> so, so you came in at the deep end. Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, so to be now representing a Dublin club here on an international tournament, um, must, you must feel... Uh, I am very proud. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully it's going to be continu continuing. What position do you play? Uh, today I play uh, 14. Is fourteen. Oh, is number fourteen. Yeah. So you're left wing, wings. a winger. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're not you're not in the in the thick of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can relate. <laughs> is this your first trip to Canada, or had you been here before? It's the first time I go in the American continent. Okay. Yeah. And how are you finding that? Nice for the moment. Actually, it's the first time for me to leave Europe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you're in a bilingual setting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you noticed or been aware much of the French in Ottawa? Uh, no, it's not a lot of French people. Oh, there is. Just uh, the French team is the league, the Jaya. Yeah, all. yeah. No, and in this area of Ottawa, it's very French as well. Ah, okay. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. yeah it's big, very much. It's a very much bilingual country. Very much bilingual city. Yeah, in the bus, in the train, is the messages in France. Everything is. Yeah. Everything is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, do you see yourself now? Um, staying with rugby, that now that you've got the bug, that you're. Yeah. Of course, I am going to continue, yeah. Good, good. I am going to improve, uh, of course, yeah. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> so, do you intend staying in Ireland or would you see yourself uh, going back to France fairly soon? Uh, no, for the moment, I don't plan to go come back to France. Right. I plan to stay in Ireland. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and, and Dublin? In Dublin, yeah. yeah. And of course, visiting the West Coast and the whole Ireland. Right. Um, have you been at the Lac de Connemara yet? Not yet. <laughs> but you're familiar with uh, how popular it is? Yeah. yeah. Michel Sardou, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yes, because I know he had, he had popularized it very much in France. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the tournament here as well, is again, you've, uh, it's been interesting. As Did you play earlier in the year in the other trip in Hadrian? The uh, earlier tournament? Or no, yeah. it's my first tournament. Right, and yeah. challenge. Yes, yeah, so big challenge for me. Yeah. And, and fun. Yeah. yeah. I push myself, you know. Right. I, I, I try to be courageous. 
Yeah. To to go ahead. It's okay, so yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much indeed for having a chat and for a great meeting with you. You're welcome. I hope um, you enjoy Ireland and uh, learn to, to become as home uh, that is as home for you as France was. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>